how strong are those coalitions that we have existing in South Africa at the moment, and have they made progress uh, towards a happy marriage? There was an assumption that they are equal partners. No way, they cannot be equal partners, but they must respect each other because one got more than the other. On that basis, he must lead the coalition, but remain mindful and respectful of other people's views. And the other must also recognize the leadership. It's a marriage of partners, but unequal partners. Necessarily, it ought to be that way. Otherwise, uh, it, it don't work. And I'm, I'm glad the sentiments expressed by the Reverend speak both well for the future of this. And I'm saying the more they engage, the more they talk, and the more they read, read about the coalitions and how they work and how they succeed. Because some don't even know that Germany is, is in a coalition and uh, Britain also does go into coalitions, but we never hear much about them because their, 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 their democracies have matured and they've been doing this for quite a long time. And they are in there for the other and not for the self. Ultimately, when we talked about coalitions at the moment in South Africa, we're only talking about this at the municipal and metro level. And for the ordinary voter, hopefully, you know, you and I, we're only interested ultimately at that level about what we get and how services are delivered. But in terms of taking that step up to the national level, clearly it becomes a different matter. It's very easy, I think, to sort of say we can sit in council today and work out what we're going to do about a particular road problem. But when it comes to dealing with national policies, you know, do we have the maturity in our parties, our coalition parties, to make that step? They can, and they will, and they are bound to. And I hear already some implicit concession that the ruling party would consider and would go into a coalition should circumstances so demand come 2019, which says again they will be going into uncharted territory as that tier of government. And that's why when I talk about Britain and, and, and others, I'm talking at that level, high, high level. It will, again, be a marriage of unequal partners that necessarily will have to work. It will be a give and take. Remember, if you don't do that, the electorate is out there to punish you through their votes. And indeed, if the ANC were to have the courage of its conviction next week and change the electoral act as they, as they, as they, as they, as they so desire, indeed, People will go there elected by the constituencies and not be beholden to the party hacks or to the party chiefs. And people will then know that they are there to represent the, the interests of the electorate and not of the party or of themselves. The reason why this thing is fractious and problematic is because people are self-serving. They try to position themselves and they can be easily influenced by brown envelopes and seized loyalties overnight and even differ on very trivial matters. But if it was about the electorate, substantive measures, matters would be the ones that can break or build. But I'm hopeful, I'm looking forward, and I'm confident that we are maturing bit by bit. These are the pangs of labor that we are going through. Where does a party like the SACP go from here? I, th- you know, I hear what you're saying, and it's an interesting one. We, we talk about perhaps changing that and having people from the constituencies elected. I think a lot of us at a fundamental level believe that's the way to go. But the SACP, 
may have taken a look at what happened in Metsumaholo and reconsider what it does in 2019. But if it does uh, go it alone, it may have a role to play. But at the same time, it's also nailed its colors to the mast and says there's a lot about the ANC which it opposes in terms of the, the negative aspects. I mean, where does a party like the SACP and perhaps to a lesser extent the EFF fit into this? Because the EFF have chosen to vote along, you know, coalition lines, let me put it that way, but they haven't actually directly engaged and become members of a coalition. You see, coalition at one level uh, are like uh, an alliance. Alit against what, if you want to be uh, English about it or legalistic about it? Alit against what? Yes, I asked was apartheid. The EFF says it is in a coalition in order to ensure that those they consider not worthy of leading the country, that they don't get the position. Hence, despite all the negatives that they have said and the challenges, rightly or wrongly so, uh, in that marriage, they still realize that they could not afford not to support the DA. Because by not doing so, they would have handed the power to the very people they thought they said they wouldn't want to bring them back into into the quality. That's where I'm talking about maturity and understanding how they operate and the rationale for the existence of the coalitions. Now, come back into the SACP. That one has lost my, my respect for quite some time as an organization. So how long have you been threatening to break away from this abusive relationship? In 2007, they registered as a party, and they were saying, shooting back in, then they will, they, they, they will go it alone. Zuma won, and then they stayed on. Now they no longer are in... in um, good relationship with Zuma, they are contemplating going out. But should Ramaphosa win, they are going to stay on. Right? Fast forward, we go to Mesimahulu. Yes, nothing doing with the ANC. Now the elections, the results are announced. Now they are contemplating going into a coalition with the ANC. Let's talk about others that we can still take serious. Those ones are, are a bit confused, and I don't think uh, uh, the future goes very well for them.